Hello, and welcome to the Burlingame Bee podcast. I am Michelle Moshkovoy, head photographer and reporter for the Burlingame Bee. I'm joined by staff reporter Jake Rothstein and webmaster and reporter Alex Kelly. Today, we will be discussing the recent announcement by the College Board that the SAT will be moving online. So the SAT won't be going online in the U.S. until 2024, and it will also be shortened from its original three hours to two. I spoke to Burlingame counselor Irvin Buckner about what this will mean for students going forward and why this change took place. In recent years, and not just because of COVID, but the reality is that was a discussion that a lot of you know, college admission officers and just like families were discussing about like, is a single test really, should that really be weighted that much in terms of uh, admissions for for a student? So what does that entail for students now? You know, well, we're we're yet to see what it actually looks like, but they're saying it should be quote unquote more manageable moving forward. So even with the SAT updating its parameters to accommodate students to make the SAT more appealing, a lot of colleges are going test optional or even test blind, which is really making the SAT much less important for students. Even though more than 1,800 colleges and universities in the U.S. are extending their test optional policies through the 2021-2022 cycle, and some making the move permanent or even longer, a substantial number of juniors are still taking some form of standardized testing. I talked to junior Anna Way, who was planning on taking both the ACT in April and the SAT in June. Um, so for the test blind option, um, I was considering just not taking it at all. Yeah. But um, I just decided to because I know that there's a lot that still want tests and I just want to have like more options. So it sounds like even with a massive shift in how schools are evaluating tests, most students are going ahead and taking it anyway. Essentially, that is what is happening. And those that do choose to take a standardized test usually spend a lot of time in prep classes or studying. Most students don't enjoy that prep time. I spoke to senior Lexi Radzminski about her college process, and she said that her SAT prep was pretty taxing. No, I despised it with my whole being. I really did not want to do any of the homework that was assigned. Um, I would often do it at the last minute or not even do it at all, um, which was really bad. And I felt like during the sessions, too, because they weren't really engaging, I would kind of zone out. I personally have also had a difficult time factoring SAT prep into my schedule. An extra prep can take away from students' time to relax from the long school week, work on upcoming homework, and participate in other extracurriculars. Even though a lot of students feel the stress from SAT prep, Burlingame is a privileged community in that most are able to afford it, an SAT or ACT prep. According to the College Board, just six to eight hours of personalized SAT prep can lead to an average score increase of 90 points and 20 hours leading to an average score increase of 115 points. The College Board is really trying to solve this inequality with the transition online, as it will make it more accessible to more families and communities. The shorter test time could also take away from some of the stressful prep time Lexi mentioned. These changes are far from comprehensive, as there is still a lot of content for students to review and there could be more inequalities with technology. They could still direct more students towards taking the SAT, but it should really not be considered a priority for students. Buckner emphasized when talking to me that the SAT should really be up to the individual student. It should not feel like a requirement if applying anywhere that is test optional. Like whatever your desire is to take it, I think that the best thing, and this is something that we emphasize in junior presentations, is familiarize yourself with the requirements. You know, like we would hate to see you, you know, spend money on test preps and, you know, go out of your way, even leave the state to take a test to realize like, oh my God, this isn't even a requirement.
The SAT moving online is widely agreed to compensate for the test decreasing relevancy. Although according to usnews.com, in the class of 2020, 2.2 million test takers completed the SAT at least once, and about 1.7 million students took the ACT. The ACT is more curriculum-based, and with no changes made to it, the implications for the two tests remain to be seen. With that being said, thank you for tuning into the Berlin Game B podcast. Thank you.